leave one to one's own devices to supersize and grow your business. Should we leave people to their own devices or to their own resources in order to grow and build and supersize our business? And I would say it depends, right? Just like anything else, we can almost always answer it depends because we have to consider the different aspects of the situation. We have to consider the different people involved and what the, our expectations are for them. But for the most part, I have always done better when I am left to my own devices and I'm allowed to figure things out. I know what the end point is. <clears throat> and I was the same way in corporate America. <clears throat> I would have an expectation sharing with my supervisor and my boss in any role I ever had, especially as uh, corporate America in my experience started to go to more team arrangements and more team focused projects. Uh, led a lot of teams, was on a lot of teams, and learned a lot about the importance of building on people's strengths and uh, letting people do the things that they were best at, having a common goal and letting each person figure out how to best achieve or accomplish that goal, meet the deadlines, etc. So this idiom, this expression, it's a relatively new one. It didn't start to the end of the 19th century, which about 1870, I think was the first time that it was recorded. And it basically means to leave somebody to their own way of doing things, you know, instead of micromanaging, which a lot of leaders, a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of managers think they have to micromanage people and, and oversee and make decisions for absolutely everything they do. And I learned a long time ago, that is number one, not possible. Number two, not very good leadership or helping other people to develop and grow and become a better version of themselves, which is what this year's annual challenge is all about. And so I think that we need to learn to delegate responsibility and authority. We need to learn to do all these things, especially as we're growing and building and supersizing our business. If we ever want to be able to sell or step away from that business. Some people don't want to. Some people want to just build a business, start a business, grow a business, supersize a business, and, and run it until they die, right? They don't really have a, a what comes next plan. They, that's just what they want to do. But I think more people find themselves in that situation than actually choose or want to be in that situation. So I looked up 12 different resource management best practices. I'm not going to share all 12. I'll just share a couple of them because it's a pretty big list and I could probably talk for an hour about it or more. And I don't really want to do that because it looks like, maybe not, I was going to say, it looks like it might be sunny in my travels today, but maybe not. We'll see. Uh, either way, I always find plenty of things to do. So what are some ways, what are some of the best practices for resource management? Our topic for the annual challenge today is that you are your biggest resource. And I, I don't know how many people know this or not. It took me a long time to understand and realize and uh, actually embrace this idea that everything I need is already inside me and it's not about having the resources to create what I want it's about finding ways to get and be resourceful and use those resources to create what I want very few people if you really talk to successful business people or successful people in any area or aspect of their life they didn't have what they needed to master something or to create a billion dollar business when they started out right we hear all these success stories. Well, almost everyone, we all started out the same, right? We were all born pretty much with nothing but what's inside of us. And we grew and we learned and we got resourceful to create and build the life and the businesses that we want. So 
In our organizations, what are some of the best practices for managing resources? Well, first off, what resources do you have? I think it's important that we do an ongoing resources inventory of ourselves, of our organization, of the business that we're trying to build. We ought to know what we already have in our toolbox to create the business and the life that we want. And that was our, our action item today is to actually sit down and write out, and I have a whole notebook of what I consider my resource inventory. I have different categories of things that I write down and keep track of because when I want to do something new or I want to help somebody with something or I want to understand and learn something else and I think, oh, I need this or I need that, I go through my resource inventory and I'm like, oh, well, I did something like that in, you know, 1999. I can probably figure out how to do it online now if I did it offline, etc. things like that. So we have to take a resource inventory and we should keep that. We should do that, right? It's those things that it's really hard to quantify or put a dollar value to that are really actually infinitely valuable. Think of time. A lot of people don't think time is a resource, but time is actually our absolute positive, greatest, most scarce resource. And if we're not using our time in ways that match our priorities or help us create what we want in the world, pretty much spinning our wheels and wasting our time. So what are some good practices for resource management? Understand which resources are in short supply and focus on them. So if we are short on cash in our business, we want to focus on cash, cash flow, cash getting activities, things like that. If we're short on human resources or talented people that we need to help us grow and build and supersize our business, and the truth is we can build to about a million dollars on our own. And beyond that, it's, it involves other people. It involves other people. It involves systems. It involves creating things that can be automated so that the things that work are, are happening automatically in our organization. And it gets to the point where it's too big an organization for us to do on our own. I learned that lesson a long time ago as well, that if I really want to create something big in the world, it isn't just going to be me. Although it starts with me as the seed planter, but then I need other people to help me water the seed and, and build the business. Uh, so we need to know what is in short supply and we want to focus on those because those become the bottlenecks in our business. Uh, agree on a common approach to prioritizing work across shared resources. This is a big one in corporate America. Hey, we have five engineers and we have 25 projects. How are we going to delegate the, the skills and abilities of those engineers on the different projects to make sure they all get done successfully? Things like that. Uh, so we have to allocate what we consider limited resources across the organization, but we have to have a way of setting priorities to determine which project needs all five engineers, which projects only need one engineer, what projects only need a half-time engineer, etc. Uh, number three, embrace different ways of working across the organization and utilization of different resources. Sometimes we have a resource that can be used in a hundred different ways. Uh, one of my favorite Examples of that is when I was young, my dad was working at 3M, and 3M, Minnesota Mining and Manufacturing, is notorious for um, creating ideas and finding different ways to use different things that their engineers or their scientists have developed. The post-it note, for example, came from a failed tape and adhesive experiment that they were doing, and it ended up being one of their biggest selling projects and products of all time. But it was actually 
something that didn't work. It didn't stick like it was supposed to and adhere because they were a big adhesive company at the time. And it ended up turning into one of their biggest product lines ever. And so we always want to be looking for things like that that can help us in our business. Um, realize resource management is an ongoing process. Usually resource management is part of everybody's job, right? It's up to each and every one of us, kind of like quality in our organizations, to pay attention to it and do our part to make sure that we're creating what we want to create. Uh, manage work and resources, users blend of, I can't even read this. Plan your work, manage resources, assignments, report time. Remember time is a great and very important scarce resource. I would say people, human beings, and their capacity and potential and time are what I consider the greatest resources in, in anything, but especially when it comes to building and supersizing our business. All right, that's enough. I'm not gonna share all of them, too many. If, if you want to, you can always Google, what's a good way to manage resources? How do I manage resources? What are resources? And I invite you today, just like I did the, the challengers, the annual challengers, to do a resource inventory. If you've never done this, it is an incredibly powerful exercise, at least in building our confidence in all of the things we have at our disposal. It's like doing an asset inventory, you know, for our balance sheets. We always know what our assets and our liabilities are. We need to have an inventory of those soft things, those things that we don't measure. You know, it's not the magnifying glass, although a magnifying glass is one of my favorite assets and, and uh, resources, it, it might not be something you need at all. And so it's the things that are resources to us and help us do and create what we want to create in the world that we forget to, to pay attention to sometimes. Love to know your take on this particular idiom or topic. And of course, I'll be with you tomorrow. Have a great day.